Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today is friend and uber pleb, Mr. Timothy Allen, who is the genius behind such projects as the Human Planet series. He's been on the show before. He and I met within the Bitcoin realms and just become good friends. Uh, and he's here to tell us about his journey that he and his family are, are currently on his wife and three kids uh, they've left their home and they have been traveling doing the digital nomad type thing as a family and hopping around all over the place and they just spent months in mexico in el salvador and are currently in nashville all bitcoin hot points and he's got all of the stories to go with so i hope you enjoy this one Thank you, everybody, for listening, for what you're doing in the Bitcoin space, whether they're supporting the show or doing whatever you do. Uh, it's so, so important, as Tim will also outline in this interview. Thank you to the show sponsors, swanbitcoin.com. You've been here from the very beginning. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, Corey and Yan. That's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten, DCA service in the US, relay.ch forward slash bitten or DCA app across Europe and the UK, get out of your fiat and into Bitcoin, bitcoinreserve.com forward slash Bitten are doing great work here. You can buy up to a thousand pounds a day on your card with this team. And if you have got a big position to put on 50 grand or more, you will get a white glove service. They will not ever custody your Bitcoin. That is down to you and they will help you figure that out. Make sure you give them a look. Coincorner.com forward slash Bitten. When that gets live, uh, otherwise, just hit the link in the show notes. It's slightly longer. That will get you a free 10 pounds or 10 euros when you first buy your 100 pounds worth of Bitcoin. But just get on the exchange. They're doing great stuff with Lightning. Order their bolt cards. Listen to Danny on the show. Uh, brilliant, brilliant service. Shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten. Have the Bitbox 02 hardware wallet. You should be in control of your Bitcoins. You should always be able to access your bitcoin on the bitcoin blockchain and you can only do that with a hardware device make sure you take control stack safe get across to some of the conferences go meet some bitcoiners bitcoinday.io use ob10 for a 10 percent discount liberty in our lifetime are going to be in prague i will be speaking there 21st to the 23rd of october use code princey for a discount consensus network have all the books in Bitcoin, as many as possible, and Bitcoin related, and they are translating them into as many different languages as possible. Make sure you hit the, sh uh, the, the link in the show notes there. And go check out Ungovernable Misfits. Max from Bit by Bit Pod is doing some great work there, and he's got some cool merch. And Riga is coming up. The Bitcoin Honey Badger Conference will be the first weekend of September. Make sure you get there. I will be doing a live interview on stage with a special guest. And Surfing Bitcoin in Biarritz. Go check out what those guys are up to. I will also be on stage there with Prince Philip from Serbia. 
and we look forward to seeing you guys there too. Enjoy this one with Tim. We are here with uh, trucker Tim Allen, Mr. Timothy Allen, in his trucker cap. How you doing, mate? I've got so many caps on this trip. Like, I'm like, I see a bit of Bitcoin merchandise. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I think we must have about one. Well, I've got a lot of caps. There's about 10, like, and they're all sort of related in some shape or form to Bitcoin. But yeah, this is a Bitcoin beach one, which is a pretty cool one, has to say. Lauren, what do you think of the hat, first of all? Um, I think it's cool. Yeah. And is there a lot of Bitcoin like shops around? Because you said you get like a lot of Bitcoin hats. Well, no, there aren't a lot of Bitcoin shops around, but in El Salvador, Bitcoin Beach sells a ton of merchandise. Uh, oh, so right. Hope House. Yeah. But I'm I've picked up more more merch in America than I picked up anywhere else because, like, I'm in Nashville at the moment and. Um, um bitcoin magazine is based here and they've got an amazing i mean we should talk about nashville dude later on because it's it's unbelievable here it's the it's the place to be right now but but um everyone in bitcoin has got merch and they're all giving it out basically oh okay now did you have a a question other than hats and merch yeah 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 all right fly into it let's go um, so my first question is, um, are you like, um, sounds good. You... Sorry. This sounds really good. Are you? <laughs> oh yeah. Like... Are you, um, like, uh, what's it called again, daddy? I have no Crazy. idea. Lauren. Like, we're, we're, we're Insane. What? We, we had a chat about this in the car the other day. You have to have your questions ready. I know. I mean, I granted, 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 Tim did keep us waiting for 35 yeah, minutes with this whole setup. The, an- <laughs> the answer to your question, Lauren, probably, I probably am. Whatever, whatever you're saying, I probably am. What are you trying <laughs> to ask here? Like the listeners are dying right now. What do you want to know? Um, <laughs> are you making another um, documentary? Yeah, documentary. Document- oh, right. oh, that's the worst question you could have asked me. Um, <laughs> because I, I kind of am. It's, it's, it's so worst, complicated. It's the worst start to a podcast ever. <laughs> no, it's it's. I mean, look, it's a, If you were if you were an investigative journalist, that would be a great question but if you want a, ha- a fun happy answer then you're not going to get one basically yes i was um are you talking about the one i was making with richard james the one about proof of work ah no she's not she she's she was um referencing this back to your work on the human planet because that's what she um uh remembers oh, oh right am, am i make no i'm absolutely not making a- another film well ironically um <laughs> there's always a film being made lauren always even though i'm kind of like um not officially making any films but i funny enough um i'll be making a film with your dad he doesn't even know it yet but i'll probably be making a film with your dad in about oh no i honestly yeah it's <laughs> you're going to you're going to prague in Oct- on october the 21st aren't you yes 
Yeah, I'm going to be there with a the camera, mate. By the looks of it, I think. Like, okay. I was. We were talking. We were talking about it a few days ago. So, um, there's no big film being made, Lauren. But because I kind of have been making films for a long time, people often ask me to make a film, and um, I end up making films, even though I'm I'm not necessarily trying to make any more films. You know, it's just that. Um, Bitcoiners want films now as well, and often I end up doing that. So, but no, there's no big film. It, it like there's no new film happening, some big film or anything. No. All right. I told can you I it was. Can... I told you. It was, told you it'd be a terrible answer. <laughs> go on. Can you can you kind of cut the whole part out where I forgot the words? No, I think that's the that's the beauty of the show, and and we will both listen to it one day on a drive it's it's lauren don't do that there's only one way you're going to improve well let's have like a sticky note here and remember then are you going to write a sticky note just to remind yourself that's a good idea on you you're basically you're working out how to be an interviewer in real time it's it's good advice for for is it 11 o'clock for you no 11 years of age yeah oh sorry yeah So uh, yeah. no, this is this is very very good training, and the Bitcoin community are very loving. And well, actually, they're not because they tell me all the time that you are the best part of the show, and I'm just a no one. So if I edit all this stuff out and make you look good, they're all going to believe that it's all great. <laughs> <laughs> we could I'm start still again. Than you, though. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You right. heard it here first. Do you have any more? questions for tim that you can just roll off the tongue okay so i think I i've got a question okay. i've got one okay. for you lauren how's school going because i've been homeschooling my lot for the last sort of seven months how's how's uh how, how are you doing with school uh well you know i do homeschooling right yeah of yeah. course yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so so we don't call it school no we do um... <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah all right how's life sorry how's, yeah that. how's, 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 how's life? learning <laughs> yeah uh so it's it's going it's going great it's just my um online fun school uh is like changing a lot oh, it's like changing is a it? lot and it's like kind of confusing getting all of it in and everything but otherwise it's fine what do you mean the curriculum's changing or like or the your, name or the... The, like like we're changing um zoom we're changing chrome like we're basically wow. not going to use chrome anymore so that's kind of mm. yeah, so it's, technical it's, stuff it's classic um startup stuff mate uh there's a name change because of uh trademark uh worries you know galileo yeah. uh you can't really uh, pin your hat on that name because uh, like someone's going to come at you at some stage. Well, so there's, there's a, a there's a NASA there's a NASA probe, isn't there? They they probably trademarked it back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's changing, and then um, yeah, just the the, the whole uh, kind of feel of it. It's it's all good though. It doesn't really upset you, does it? Or um, it does with the Galileo bit because I've been. Galileo. You're upset about the name change, but what what Tim's asking you is how's your learning going are you still engaging with people and you're still learning stuff and doing fun well uh, lauren the only reason i ask is because i've like i say we've we've been homeschooling you met alice my eldest last time i was on this podcast um 
we've been homeschooling and I'm doing the inverted comma sign here for eight months. And I've, and so many little pennies have clicked into place about even what it is. And, and I agree, schooling is the wrong word. It, it, it's, it's just schooling conjures up too many, too many sort of like bad images of school, actual school. And um, I know that with my kids, for example, there's always something over a two or three week period, there's something they're into, there's something they're doing and we, you, you just let them go with it. You let them roll with it, you know, and, and, and they explore deeper and deeper into whatever this one thing is. Um, and my lot as well, because there's three of them, they all do it together on the whole. I was just wondering what you're, you know, what you're into at the moment, because that's, that's been my experience of, of homeschooling the kids is you, you watch, you see what they start doing and then you just let them do it. <laughs> it couldn't be easier, you know. Well, you've been discovering the the mole yeah. tunnels. <laughs> so I got a shovel and I started digging one day and then I discovered a mole um, like tunnel and then I just carried on digging. The worst part is it's where the sunbeds are. So sunbeds. Yeah, uh, sunbed yeah. But are. do you know, because I I have a mole problem at when well back in Wales. I've been I've been I've been fighting moles for many years um, and they're actually quite dangerous. If, if, if you've got any large animals, especially horses or cows or whatever walking around, they can break their legs quite easily if, if you've got a network of mole tunnels under your garden because they really do create um, an unbelievable network. I don't know whether, are you, are you against killing moles? Because I can vouch for the mole catchers that really work. They're they're basically giant clasps that you you find a hole you find a point where they're coming up and you go a little bit along the hole and then sort of like insert this kind of um clasp opened up into the hole that has a little latch on it that when they walk through the hole because they're blind they just nudge everything out of the way they nudge this thing and it just goes and it just crunches them in half um but if you want to get rid of them it's, it's the by far the best way to do it um that's what granddad does you know you, we, he, Wait, the, granddad does that? yes that's wait the, does he do it with, with bunnies too then no these are mole, no, these are shoot specific bunnies. mole traps oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. He, he shoots the rabbits yeah <laughs> yeah well, you wouldn't you'd never catch a rabbit with one of these things <laughs> just use a little pellet gun or something but um but yeah it's it's but it does it is although it's brutal it does it you are saving a horse from breaking its leg possibly but also so you get traps, to study them the mole traps here that they sell in france in the uh in the brico marche is dynamite like i'm not really? even kidding you like you stick this thing in the ground like like you say you find the mole hill and then you 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 track where the tunnel is and you stick it in there and then you know when the moles walk through it because you go boom oh really it's like oh, a detonated <laughs> thing <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, that may be more humane than than the clasp. That I don't, I don't know. know. To be honest, yeah. I don't really want to kill any of these animals. So. No, I know what you mean. It's a it's a it's a double edged sword. Uh, it's the if when you live out in the countryside, you you know you have to you have to address those feelings. Okay, maybe. But, with but the if rat you same mind. same as with eating. Correct. I mean, we we it's easier with some animals than others. But I mean, you eat meat, don't you, Lauren? Yes, I love steak. Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. They're beautiful, harmless cows, and someone has to do it. You know, it's a it's a brutal thing. But you know, if you if you want to be fair, you kind of have to acknowledge that it's it's a thing, or or even do it yourself. Which 
I know a lot of Bitcoiners are aspiring to these days as well. Funnily enough, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you about this, but um, I was at a Nashville meetup last night, mate, and they had um, Texas Slim was there talking about the right. uh, the the meat initiative thing here, and it's God, oh, it's so inspiring. We've got it so wrong in in well, England's just this tiny little island, you know. It's so bad compared to here. What you can do here in America and what you can what you can evoke is so much bigger and better. And but I'll, we'll talk about that later because I've got yeah. so much enthusiasm at the moment for the place. Yeah. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Well, Lauren, do you uh, do you want to say goodnight? Uh, or or good not? Night. Do they have? Do you have another question? <laughs> is this? Is this a joke? How do you? No, hold on. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if if you could choose on what um elementary uh, elementary. <laughs> I don't know. Carry on with the question, and we'll. Wait. Uh, it was basically the the word I couldn't say earlier. Documentary. Documentary. <laughs> oh. If you could choose a documentary, what kind of documentary would you make? If I could choose any documentary to make. That's a good. That's, I like that question actually because it would depend if if I, I if I could amass a great team of my favourite filmmakers together, then I would love to to make a film about. Um, I would love to go on a massive expedition across, probably Mongolia because it's just a country I go to a lot, um, and I and it and it, you can do what I would want to do there and take sort of like a group of eminent Bitcoiners slash um, carnivore slash kind of plebs and, and freedom lovers and all those folk, but just pick a really cool, cool group of people and just go on a trip and document it. And, and all the fireside chats and all the hardships that you go through, make it a proper hard trip where you actually have to, you know, you have to work for, you know, a, a just call it yeah the proof of work expedition or something um i'd love to do that but but it would have to be with the right amount of people and it would have to be very well funded you know and, and <clears throat> um but it would be it would be interesting to see um how what what you would end up talking about after say two weeks out in the wilderness um dealing with intense problems and also probably just eating meat because out in the parts of Mongolia I, I, I frequent, um, there, you, there are no vegetables to eat unless you bring them in with you. So if you want to eat like a local, you can just uh, bring along live animals and, and eat them as you go and, and just eat meat or and with a little bit of wild onion or something if you can find any, But um, because that's what most of the locals do. Um, and I know how much Bitcoiners love meat and the whole, you know, the whole process. And you can really see it out there. You know, if you want to, if you want to eat meat, you can, you can, you can do it from start to finish. Um, do you want to go on really... I would, because it sounds fun, but I'm worried about the parts where we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Like, like we don't have enough food. Like someone got like. No, you take the food with you. Like, like Tim said, you you, you, you would like, never run out of food. You you would get into trouble. You would definitely get into trouble. It's it's the it's the side effect of going to those kind of places. There's always um, there are always problems to solve, but they're really it's fun. They're very immediate problems. They're like this car needs to go on that side of the river, and it's ten foot deep. How do we do it? 
and and everyone just has to work out how to do it you know if you want to get over the other side of the river you have to drive 50 kilometers up river maybe to where it's shallower or are you going to risk going through it you know it's a four-wheel drive it can it can handle it or we could you know have tie a rope to one end and everyone yanks it through while it drives as fast as it goes all the things that we've done before you know um it's one of the one of the beautiful things about those kind of trips is it it cuts out all the stuff that you don't really want to do and and leaves the stuff that you absolutely have to do and it's a very free way of living you know problem solve problem solve problem solve eat Human go to problem sleep, solving wake up. Machines, yeah it's a it's a really fun fun thing and, uh, okay, there's no so there's no bureaucracy to say there's no you know there's none of that nonsense <laughs> Okay, so when you said there was like a river and you had to get the car on the other side, was that from Top Gear? Because I remember they had to do that like <laughs> yeah. twice yeah. or a couple of times. Yeah, she's remembering Top a scene Gear, in probably. Top Gear. Yeah, when they, they were in the Amazon and they had to get the cars across the uh, the river. So they built little rafts or something. So that's, uh, we, that's the we, kind of we thing. We do it all the time. Yeah, that's the kind of I'm thing going to Mon- does. I'm going to Mongolia for six weeks in three weeks time. And that's what we'll be doing for, for basically five weeks is, is getting these really old Russian four-wheel drive. They're like half tank, half car. Just getting them around the, the mountains to all these places that the people we're with want to go to. Um, and yeah, if the, if, if the rivers are, if the, if the ice is melting late in the year, the rivers are twice as high. We still have to go where we want to go. You just have to work out how to do it. And um, there's always a way. Never not been able to do it. So maybe once or twice, actually. But anyway. All right. Okay, yeah, that's it. I cool. Think, I think I'm done. We'll say goodnight to Tim. Yeah, thank you. Good night. Good night, Lauren. Good night. Sleep well. Yeah. Yeah, we're middle of the day here, afternoon. Right, mate. We, we got to get into this one because last time you came on the pod, uh, you were a different person, basically. Was I? Yeah. Well, you hadn't left your your country. You hadn't. Uh, you hadn't even at that point. You'd not even gone on the the camping trip with the fam. Um, you've done so much. You've done so much since. Uh, you, so so let's back it up for the plebs. You you didn't sell your house, as far as I'm aware. You you cleared it out and you've long term rented it to yes. people. Yes. You've taken the kids out of school. Yes, and you jumped in a uh, a camper van and started. No, no not no. a camper van. No, we didn't. We were going to. I mean, as you remember, we were going to come down to yours and Correct. visit you and do Europe. Um, because of the situation in Europe, you know, this was I, still uh, in COVID times as well. Everyone, oh, must, yeah, must this remember was, this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it went something like this, you know. Everyone was freaking out over COVID and we were kind of sitting around having sort of tentatively planned this big trip, thinking everywhere is going to be shut and we're not going to be able to do anything. And I just had a little bit of an epiphany and it was like, no, we should do it now. This is, this is the perfect time to do it. This is like, you know, do you really believe in all this stuff? Like, what are you doing stopping yourself from, from, from living your best life, you know, just because of X, Y, Z? And it was mainly restrictions in country. You know, we, like everyone else, we've done a big 
we did a deep dive on COVID and we were like, okay, this is this, we're, we're confident that this is not something we really need to worry about. Um, and, um, but what we did do, we had planned to go on a big trip around Europe um, in, a, in a, we had a, an RV and that just seemed like a bad idea. Um, swapping countries between European countries that did seem to be being quite finicky about it. So we thought, okay, let's go to, let's just go um, ditch the van and go on foot and just go on a sort of citadel hunt to the places where, 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 where like everyone's chilled out, um, which meant we went to Spain first for a few months. Then we went to Mexico uh, we, for a few months then we went into El Salvador and for some, you know, some months. And, um, and now I'm in America, in Nashville, and we're still going. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the long and short of it. Yeah. So, all right. So it, the, the plebs are going to want to know, I think the first thing they're going to want to know about is like this decision-making process that you went through with your wife, especially because you got three kids like, aged like 11 and under, as far as I remember. Which part of it? There was there have been so many decisions yeah. made. <laughs> You're talking about the original decision to Ta go. Taking them out of school. Um taking them out of school. Hmm, it seems so long ago now. Um obviously I had no problems with that. I have I've no, I've never had any problems believing that the kids would be better off out of school than in school. Um Liz obviously you know has a, a a woman's perspective and is much more um concerned about that i i can't i can't even remember what what happened i mean we spoke to you guys if you remember me yeah. and liz had a had a zoom call with you and um, but i don't recall ever liz really kind of doubting that that we that we would do this um, I think um, maybe she wanted to understand a little bit about the logistics of it, because in a way it was her idea to go on the trip. I mean, here's the, the, the reality of these kind of trips that you do with your young family. And you probably know this yourself. When you're telling everyone that you're about to do it and then you're doing it, everyone says to you, oh, wow, that's such an amazing thing. I wish I could do that. And there's always a reason why they can't do it. I've heard that so many times. And um, when you do it, and when you're actually doing it, you realize what a load of nonsense that is. What that is, is you actually didn't really want to do it, I think. Because if you really did want to do it, you can just go and do it. Even if it means, I mean, there's always a way. And, you know, like I know everyone's financial situation is different and so it's easier for some and than others and this, that, and the other. But, at the end of the day, if you really want to go out on the road with your kids because you believe there's a benefit to it and everyone has their own different benefits, you'll make it happen. And you'll look back at everyone that just that said, oh, I wish I could do that. And you understand you could do it. You're choosing not to. And, and going back to your question, like Liz chose to do the trip. So, you know, that that was one of the you know kind of driving forces behind it so thinking that the kids might suffer uh, by being out of school that takes a back seat a little bit to the the idea of of doing the trip um now that's not to say that it's been easy i've found it you know fine um i don't have worries and fears i'm a super optimist 
and um, I see the silver lining on, on everything. I mean, literally, there is a silver lining to everything. So as a result, if I if I would say, okay, for example, we, we asked our teacher to give us, um, how, how can we get a curriculum for this year that they're going to miss out on, for example. And we got a book, which was the national curriculum for, for their year. Now, if, imagine we hadn't have got to the end of that, which basically we got to the end of it like in half, like halfway, like months ago, we got we got through to the end of it. So, but imagine we hadn't got through to the end of it. Um, I would be able to look at that and go, "Who cares? The kids have swum with turtles. They've swum with. They've been with dolphins. They've lived on beaches. They've climbed volcanoes. They've they've lived on Bitcoin for a month. You know, they've you know they've they're so different as kids. They've they're far less." shy they'll talk to anyone they've they they speak pidgin spanish all over the place and without feeling embarrassed you know like i would always default to those kind of things and go who cares even if they're behind on the curriculum even if they are i don't care because they're so way ahead on so many other things and i know they're valuable because everyone back home tells us wow what you're doing is amazing. And, and as you know, Daniel, it's not amazing. It's, it's, it's something that, you, that anyone can do if they put their mind to it. And even if it means you saving money for 12 months or whatever, you know, you, you, anyone can do a version of it. And, and it's only amazing in as much as um, they're, they're, they probably don't understand how easy it is, you know? Yeah. I echo everything that you just said, mate, all of it. And um, I'd love to know at what point did uh, did all of that kind of start dropping for you? I, I know you were probably already in the mindset, but that was there was it was there that that moment where like the whole family kind of just like dropped into like ah, we made the best decision of our lives. Uh, I, uh, for me, it's happened in, it's happened to everyone for different, in different ways. Like for me personally, it took a while. Um, and I think really it was, it was the back end of Spain. So, you know, we were in Spain for three months and we went, you know, like to begin with, I, all, all I did was, was book the first um, four weeks up, you know, in, and, and, and it, it's when we got up to, we went up to um, Astorias to visit some friends um, after about a month. And that's when it really started kicking in for me because um, traveling with a family was not anything I've ever done. You know, I've traveled like, and I was, I was, I had these visions of backpacking and what it would be like. And are we backpacking? Cause we're staying in Airbnbs and, you know, are we going to travel on, you know, like for example, Backpacking with a family is a terrible idea, right? Because, and like, as in staying in hostels and backpacking, it's more expensive than renting an Airbnb because basically you multiply a hostel, a cheap hostel bed's like $20 or 20 quid or whatever, say. But that's $100 if there's five of you. And for $100, you can get a decent Airbnb for that. So you, you, you change, you, you, you start understanding these things slowly but surely. Um, and we did so so that you know like it took I, I, I 
I remember, for example, being up in Astorius, we were staying at a friend's place, this amazing house up in the mountains. And I, there were a couple of times when I went out on the balcony and I looked out at the snowy peaks and I thought, because it was so different from, you know, back home, I, I thought, yeah, this is, this is really it. The kids are like, we went up, we went up and the kids were like sledging up in the, uh, up in the mountains, you know, and that was, you know, these were proper mountains, you know, like they were really relatively high and my kids had never been that high before. And we just drove up there and then just trekked off with, with plastic bags and went sledging. And um, prior to that kind of, we'd been, we'd been, it was almost like we were booking up a holiday week by week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then, and then it became, it became living. And then we went to stay at a friend's farm in, in down in the South for Christmas. And we ended up staying almost a month there because um, they had, they had plenty of room you know, where we, we, we didn't sort of, um, we weren't like on top of them. Um, and then we made the choice to go to Mexico and that's when it really started kicking in because Mexico, my kids have never been long haul before. Um, and certainly not to somewhere super hot like Mexico. Um, and, and, and yeah, it was from then onwards, there's been a few moments, but even like, you know, in El Salvador, I had, there's there's so many layers to a journey like this because there's the layer there's the journey your family takes and then there's the journey you take personally and my my one of my underlying sort of reasons for doing this was always um i'm a bitcoiner and i want to know where i, I want to know what to do for the next 10 years i want to know where to position myself because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world as you as you know and and um, thinking in these terms, I don't think like is the current trajectory trajectory the world's on? Is it going to continue? What does that mean for you if you live in your home country? Blah 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 blah. You know, and I wanted to know what was out there. I wanted to see what was out there. I wanted to experience some places. I had to go to El Salvador, you know, and and. So I was having these realizations a, um, a lot because everything's um, a potential experience until you experience it. And when you do, you know, in a, in, a, in a second, you can understand a thousand things that you were pontificating about sat at a computer talking to plebs online or whatever, you know. And, and so for me, like obviously El Salvador was a massive one of those, but also Mexico because we met so many COVID refugees there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big it's a massive thing dude yeah, canadians yeah. Let, let's talk let's can talk about that let's like you you turn up in mexico and the, the shit was still raging right we it's still raging now it's, it's still amazing. raging now dude what covid no what the, the restrictions like we've just let we left el salvador like whatever two or th whatever weeks ago mm. and we became friends with a couple of families there who left um, left Canada? I don't know however long ago, and they could, still can't go back because if they go back, they can't leave because they're not vaccinated, you know. And and wow. there are I know, but that's still now, mate. Still, like I saw Trudeau on telly the other day, and everyone's wearing a mask. And he's a fucking nutter. Uh, well, he's a yeah. The thing about Trudeau is my impression of him is we all know a guy like that. 
and you you want to keep a guy like that close because you don't trust him an inch do you know what i mean like everyone knows a two-faced guy and they're they're the worst they're the worst people you know and he's he strikes me as one of those kind of characters where you know whatever he says you just keep a smile on your face and you you obviously don't believe a word of it because there's obviously something else going on but um but no yeah, yeah like the 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 Canadians the Canadians leaving Canada because they don't like what's going on there is a massive and real thing. We've we've met them everywhere, dude, everywhere. Germans as well, I know, but but so many Canadians because we've been in that part of the world. And like as our friends, I won't mention any names of anyone because, but but some particularly good friends we 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 made in El Salvador who as a family of they're a family of five as well. Um, who are living near us they'd rented a place near ours um they're not going back they they they're not going back like the 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 wife lost her job because she was a nurse and the husband kind of had to lose his job but chose to but now is kind of working for them remotely but they're not going back they're 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 sitting planning a new life in central america and they're not um they're not crazy radical people. They're <clears throat> they're they're Canadians who were living a decent life and actually liked Canada until they noticed what was going on and mm. then had to get out. And do you know at the time they went, you know, talking from an experience of this one particular family, <clears throat> they could are, are they, only are they go Bitcoiners? to. But or he is yes right. Yes. They are right. They, okay. They, yep. But initially, mate, they could only go to Canada. Because they, that Canada was the only place that they could travel to where they didn't have to show any kind of proof of whatever or mm -hmm. whatever. So they went there. <clears throat> the, the, the husband in this particular case, yeah, he's a Bitcoiner. He's not a massive maxi, but he kind of is now, <laughs> yeah. I think. It's hard to say, but, but, but so, the, so they you, went... Sorry, to... you mean, do you mean they could only go to El Salvador because they couldn't... When no. they were leaving Canada, they could only... No, they could only go to Mexico. Mexico at one point was the only place you could travel without having to, sh to show any um, proof of vaccination or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't it was not shut down to foreigners. So they went there. They're in, they're in El Salvador now because mm -hmm. he's, been, he's been a sort of mild Bitcoiner for a while and um, thought, well, we better check out El Salvador because it's like... You know, if you're a Bitcoiner and you're close to El Salvador, you've got to go there just to see what it's like. And now they're like, wow, El Salvador is amazing and much easier to settle as a foreigner than than uh, Mexico. A lot of bureaucracy in Mexico. Obviously, it's doable and a lot of people do it. But they went through the motions of that when they came to El Salvador, they checked it out. And it's like, wow, this is so much easier. If you want to spend long time in El Salvador, it's so much easier than than going jumping through hoops to try and stay a long time in Mexico. So how long were you, you guys down in El Salvador? Let's, let's talk about your, your experience there at Bitcoin beach. We, we weren't actually at Bitcoin beach. <laughs> I no? went to Bitcoin beach, obviously. Right. No. Well, I'll be honest. Like when I was looking for places to rent, we were looking long-term. So we were looking for monthly rents. And um, Bitcoin Beach was pretty pricey. I mean, you know, everything, any, any detached house was anything from 4,000, 5,000 a month, 6,000 a month sometimes, you know, 
and you know i i wasn't uh, you know that i wasn't enamored by those prices um so i just started looking around and digging and diving a bit and we found a really cool little beach which is probably um it's the, i think it's probably the next beach down the coast to the east from el zonte so in a car in a, in a vehicle it's like five minutes to El Zonte. You could have walked it there in half an hour if you wanted to, but you would have to walk down a road, so you, you wouldn't normally do it. But I found a, a, a really nice house there with a huge garden backing onto the, the rainforest um, and a pool, you know, and detached place for, for like, essentially it was about, um, what was it? It was a, a thousand for the month. Um, but it was huge. It was absolutely ginormous. I mean, um, the the garden, the 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 guard, the house was massive. You know, like really tall and big. But the garden went um, it was probably about two hundred meters down to the end, and then it backed onto the woods. So the kids, were, you know, we just you know let the kids run. It also had a, as a lot of the houses do there, it also had a. Um, um, a lay a family living on the in the grounds of the house who kind of looked after the place which was phenomenally important because they basically hooked us in for to everything we needed right from the word go um people if we needed uh, taxis cars anything and all at like local prices interestingly um it's not it, it's yeah it's a it's a pretty honest place El Salvador in my experience there you know like living there is pretty simple and easy and you know the price of everything is the same for everyone you know but but when you move to a place like that especially with kids it's really useful to have someone a local person who can answer every single one of your questions that you in in an hour that you might spend a week trying to work out on your own you know um so so yeah so we ended up renting this house it was called el palmas palmacito was the beach not not in El Zonte, but close to El Zonte. And what we discovered there was a whole community of of Bitcoiners and locals, and and it was great. It was much more intimate. I know it's going to sound strange, but El Zonte is to us now seems like quite a a metropolis. It's not at all, obviously, but compared to our beach, which was really intimate and cool and nice, um, El Zonte is quite big. And it's got all the Bitcoiners there, but we went to Bitcoin meetups there. We went to, you know, um, just to visit, to, to see Hope House, to do all that kind of stuff. But we went to Bitcoin parties in the hills at our place. Like, you know, at El Zonte, there's a whole, um, sorry, at, at Parmacito, there's this area called Atami, which is basically just a residential area. Of, and there are a lot of houses for rent up there. And a lot of Bitcoiners are renting them because uh, they're cheaper than, than El Zonte. And so, yeah, we went to some great little parties up there, Bitcoin parties, it was cl a classic, mate. It was like tomahawk steaks on the barbecue, <laughs> ice it. baths. No, I'm not being funny, but there are, it, it's like, you've got to get on the Telegram groups for the, for the, for the Bitcoiners in El Zonte because it's so cool. It's so funny. And like if someone's having a party, then everyone's sorting out all those things, those stupid little things that Bitcoin is like, like, like I say, like ice baths, you know, like there's a there's an ice bath. Almost every party we've been to, there's been an ice bath, which is like, how long can you sit in this bath of ice before you literally feel like you're going to die? Was, was you know, there a um, was there a sunballing session before the fam turned up? 
No, <laughs> like that. There probably were at the non-family parties, but we were only going to the ones where families were invited. But here's the thing: this is why. Um, you all of the freaks are down there in El Salvador. They really are. It's not like you have to look for them. They're there and they're living there and you go straight from naught to freak with everyone. You don't, you don't, there's no chit chat. You know, there's no, you go straight to, we're Bitcoin, we're here to change the world. What are you doing? You know, like so what's I, I your gotta thing? Ask, like, I got to ask, I, here's a question for you right now. Well, you and I are used to this chat, right? We, you and I, this is how we met on a Zoom call, bam. Two hours just goes past and like, it, it's crazy. Like best mates. Our wives thought we were crazy all of this time, like building this network through Zoom for the two years that we were locked down. Like, what the fuck do you mean you've got another phone call? And I'm like, well, I've got another podcast interview to, and I'm going on a podcast tonight. Like, th this is crazy. Like, we changed huge, like massive U-turn. What did Liz see when she was coming to you, coming to these parties with you and, what, and the kids? It must have been great to bring them along and say, like, this is... This is what I've been feeling. This is this. Uh, it... She, she, I think <clears throat> she started understanding something much more fundamental in El Salvador, for sure, because she met a lot of wives there. And the truth is, mate, the wives aren't really, they're not, they're not Bitcoiners. They're not, they're not raging freaks like us. Um, they, but they are something. They are, they're their own thing. And, and, you know, like, I, it's still a very male dominated thing being a Bitcoiner, especially being a, if you're a maxi, you're almost certainly a guy, you know, um, but it doesn't matter because like the, the, the way we discovered um, like everyone we connected with in El Salvador was a Bitcoin family. Like I, and, and like I, I first day I went there, I put a message on Twitter said any Bitcoin families here that want to kind of hook up and, and everyone and answers immediately. There, I think. When yeah, they, yeah, we saw Bitcoin them. For we, kiddos. Yeah, big show. We hung out with them. We, we, they came to our house. We had a little do. We invited, we were just inviting people to our house or we met on the beach. Like, for example, on our beach, Strike, uh, one, one weekend, Strike were doing sort of outreach on the beach to try and get the, the um, all the, the little beach bars and stuff to accept Strike. So they did everything half price for three days if you pay, if you pay with Bitcoin. So like, so we had a big meal on the beach, you know, like it's cheap anyway, let me, let me say, you know, but El Salvador is a, a beautifully cheap country if you're, but imagine everything at half price and you're just paying with Bitcoin. Um, you know, it's, it was, it was so easy to just be a family there and, and the kids just run around like the beach was small enough that there was at one point there were probably 30 kids that, that, that our lot were playing with, um, you know, like from West, like incoming families and local kids, like, because um, because uh, Palmasito is so close to El Zonte, um, Hope House do free surf lessons on our beach on a Saturday morning for the locals, but anyone can go if you know about it. It's mainly, uh, it's mainly El Salvadorian kids. There's always about 25 kids down there, you know, but, but our, but our the, the daughter of the family that was living, uh, you know, in the, in where our house was, she, she went and she invited our girls straight down because they were all roughly the same age. But then by the end of our, you know, time at this house, they were meeting groups of like 30 kids on the beach. 
you know it's it was really cool it, i mean it really was cool um and and that for for the wives let's say um that made that makes a lot of sense it's not really important that you know, Bitcoin's going to change the world and blah, blah, blah. And that look, look, we're paying with Bitcoin. This is amazing, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it, it kind of is. But but for us, it's like <laughs> I got a rush every time I did it. And dude, I'm not being funny. Um, I spent probably 80% Bitcoin the whole time I was there. It wasn't like, you know, I was spending a bit of Bitcoin or whatever, blah, blah. I was mainly spending Bitcoin and everywhere, like, like not, uh, not, not just like in foreign restaurants and it was mainly because of strike strike you know striker um a really you know and I, I i think um it makes sense that they do this but they're kind of they've got guys in a country who are basically go walking around going up to the lady who runs the pupusa stand and saying look have you do you know what strike is here's some free dollars or whatever if you, you want to use it and then here's a sign and you put it up and <clears throat> as i said because i often bump into them in different places i said look you know dude i'm choosing places where i can spend bitcoin you know I, and and so so it, it really is working if, if you want to tell people that it kind of is working and i even one day i posted a little post about it like you know like a couple of weeks into the trip it, a, a penny dropped with me that um <clears throat> that I thought we'd be spending Bitcoin, uh, you know, and we are, but I didn't realize people wouldn't be accept, wouldn't be receiving Bitcoin, which is very much the reality there. They're receiving dollars and, and the penny dropped for me. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, it's the Bitcoin network. It's, it's not necessarily the Bitcoin, right? And I just wrote a post about it and, I, and I, I snapped a quick picture from the restaurant I was in, which is a little beach bar at our place. Um, and and it had the name of the lady strike account and and some people just started tipping her from you know and and you know what i mean it was just it was it was really it was really it was yeah there was that penny drop moment for me which was i'll get it now um this is how it's gonna and and you know i i could easily be wrong about this but certainly in places like el salvador I, I don't blame them for not wanting to hodl Bitcoin right now, but I do blame them for not receiving money over the Bitcoin network because it's so bloody easy and it's cheaper. And even for me, say, you know, how much I travel, I'm always looking for ways to get the local currency at the best rate. You know, like you change bank accounts, you get cash out of machines, you you know, and normally you can you can count on sort of one percent being a decent rate. If you're if you're getting charged one percent to get local currency, you're doing all right. However, you're doing it now with strike. I mean, if you're if you're an American, you know, obviously, with you know, like if, if, if you've got a strike account, it's going to cost you absolutely nothing because strike don't even charge you to buy Bitcoin anymore, I don't think. But say me, I was if I say I used something like bottle pay, that's that would be our equivalent. You can get between a half and one percent, I think, to to get lightning sats. So that's your that's your only fee. So it's cheaper than me even drawing out. Like I get charged one percent. I've got a really good deal with my bank for getting foreign foreign exchange out of a, out of a cash machine. And they charge one percent basically, and and so it's still cheaper than that. If I went to the bank, which isn't easy in El Salvador, there's not a lot of cash machines anywhere. You have to go somewhere to find a cash machine and draw out, say, 
the maximum 300 pounds a day or whatever it is you're allowed to draw out i'm still getting charged one percent on that anyway so i'm better off getting the sats on lightning and then spending them direct to a wallet um like i say mostly um i i was spending those sats to dollars because that's what people want there you know and also don't forget the price was declining pretty rapidly while we were there so i you know like i say i i it's changed my perspective on hyper bitcoinization i i see a slow path ahead but i do really see it much better now like and you know merchant adoption, adoption gets us there right i think so. oh yeah 100 percent. but but not but not but not not holding bitcoin currently mm -hmm. i think yeah. here's how i think it here, so the, here's how i think it plays out oh, go, go on go on you go yeah, no, i think I, we're I, about to say the same thing so i don't want to steal your thunder go well dude this is just by watching myself spend sats every day and you know i'm thinking to myself hell yeah i wouldn't hold if i was you the pupusa lady who just charged me one dollar fifty for like eight pupusas or whatever you know i wouldn't hold the bitcoin unless i had uh, a savings plan like like a 10 or five percent savings plan i would definitely do that but but you can't blame anyone for not wanting to do that because it's kind of like what we all did you remember like i don't know five years ago you were buying 50 quid a bitcoin and and feeling a bit naughty about it weren't you? you know like wow i've just i've just bought internet money and i you know and it's like god only knows what's going to happen to it now you know um but 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 then your your allocation increases over the years and especially if you live through a bull run there's 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 most people don't recover from a bull run you know if you live through it and and maintain that stack or even if you're hot if you're buying during a bull run which is what a lot of people do they won't buy now they'll they'll buy when when the price starts going up again but once you've done that and you've seen it and you holding a percentage of of your of your wealth in bitcoin is important um, and then it sort of moved from there. So, so and it ha it happened to every one of us. I don't know a single person that 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 heard about Bitcoin and then just went all in on it. It just doesn't happen. They they tentatively do it, and it's the same in El Salvador. The pupusa lady, maybe she earns, I don't know, maybe she earns, let's say, one hundred fifty dollars a week. I don't know, like I'm guessing, um, one dollar into Bitcoin, two dollars into Bitcoin. If you can hold, I would. And and I often, everyone I spoke to, I did mention that to them. I, I you know, it's it's a hard conversation to have because it's a every Bitcoin conversation is a long conversation when it's when it's new, as you know. <clears throat> but but an obvious sort of um, way of doing it is to to keep most of it on your in, as dollars because you're using your dollars and strike do, you know dollars are spendable anywhere you can you can you can put them into your bank account in el salvador for free it doesn't cost anything to transfer them across you can pull them out the cash machine if you want that way or you can pull them out as bitcoin through a bitcoin atm which i wouldn't necessarily advise you know i've got i got a few things to say about um <clears throat> chivo mate a complete fucking disaster i I, uh, well, no, not a complete disaster, but compared to other ways of doing it, Chivo was was really clunky, often went wrong. <clears throat> People didn't, a lot of the locals didn't really even understand what it was, you know, like um, what they were doing, <clears throat> what Bitcoin was, you know, etc. But often, you know, 
know a couple of people that tried to get a couple of hundred bucks out of an ATM and one of them, no money came out and the other one, a hundred dollars came out. <laughs> and, cool. and then they sort of phone the number on the ATM and they say, Oh yeah, we can, we can deal with that for you. We just need a copy of your passport, a copy of your, a copy. And they're like, what dude, I'm just trying to get some money out the, out the ATM. But, or like me one time <clears throat> I was in the supermarket in La, La Libertad. Um, and you know, I, I it said, I, I said, I want to pay in Bitcoin and um, Chivo wallet comes up on the, um, on the on the screen and there's a big b sign and what i didn't know the first time is next to it there's a kind of lightning sign and no one knows what lightning is well not not your average lady that was working behind a counter in a in a in a, in a supermarket so she just pressed the b and i paid and then i'm like oh I was looking at the wallet. It says on-chain transaction. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit! There's like five people in the queue behind me. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know? Randomly though, it 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 um it confirmed really quickly. So I got lucky. But but there are lots of little things like that, which which put me off Chivo Wallet massively. And and when you because when you look at something like Strike, and it sounds like I'm a Strike employee here, but and I'm not. I have absolutely no interest. I'm not nothing to do with Strike. I just ended up dealing with strike the strike app a lot because it was so easy to do and did you download it, it so when easy. you were when you were in no, El I, I, I no i can't even use the app i was so pay, you, they okay. were using the app right no, it, no it's not at all mate i even wrote to strike and said dude i'm in el salvador mm-hmm. i'm going to be here for a few months can i have some can i have a strike app please i really want to and he, and he said and they replied and politely said no you need an address either in america or, yeah. or el salvador they're the only two countries at the moment where you can actually and i've got the app but you can't you can't anything. use it. You, you yeah. Can, yeah right but they can so so the pupusa lady has strike and she mm-hmm. creates you an invoice and it's a lightning invoice and, so are you and using you, Wallet of Satoshi or something? I, I used whatever. I ended up using Wallet of Satoshi a lot, right. yeah, because because it never failed on me. <clears throat> They've obviously got a lot of liquidity. You know, like I was spending a lot of money every day mm. in, you know, you know, like the because the average meal out for five, it was, it was probably $30, $40, say. So we were doing, you know, like it, they, weren't, they weren't like tiny little coffee payments and stuff. You know, I was spending 150 bucks or go often and – but I was spending sats mm-hmm. and they were receiving dollars. Yeah. This is, this is what Jack was going on about. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, the Bitcoin rails and, payment and network. The, you know, yes, yes. And that was a big, that was a big revelation for me. I'd, I'd heard him talk about it, but until I started doing it, it, the penny didn't drop. And, mm-hmm. and when it does mate, it's really quite astonishing, but like I say, what that doesn't, that doesn't solve the hyper Bitcoinization problem. And that does come, I think, from educating people about why holding a bit of Bitcoin as an inflation hedge or whatever, you know, is is a very good idea. And that's the thing that isn't sort of like, well, it's not happening fast. No, it's happening fast enough. I don't know how fast it's supposed to happen. I'll be honest with you. but, But that is the thing that has to happen because that that's what happened with you. That's what happened with me and every other Bitcoiner, you know. The journey started when they understood why holding was important. The network's an amazing achievement. It's amazing. And, you know, it's it's going to be a combination of those two things, you know, the network. And then arguably then, uh, you know, at some point in the future, then the peer-to-peer nature of the currency comes. 
you know mm-hmm. i mean it's it, people have been saying it for a long time you know there's a there's a there's a life cycle of a of something like bitcoin arising and it's when it's super volatile being a being a medium of exchange is not the greatest idea unless you really want to spend it like or like i do i want to i want to do i want to spend it because i want to do it because i want to try it i want to understand it i want you know um but but really if if you know like if i'd have uh, you know like say say you, you went to el salvador when we did and you you changed up five grand put it on a put in a lightning wallet or put some of it in a lightning wallet by the time you were spending <laughs> you know in in week six or week seven you were probably at 20 you'd lost 25 percent of your value so <laughs> you know it's it's not the, it's not the greatest way to do it interestingly what what I, what we did um what i i did is i was moving money i i was buying I ha- we have like um, some 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 fiat income coming, obviously from the rental of our house. So I was moving it into Sats on a daily basis, as and when, because that is so easy now. Like as you probably know, that's another thing that's super easy. Buying Sats, uh, you know, used to be a bit clunky. Now it's not. It's I mean, and if you've got Strike, it's unbelievably easy. It's like, you know. So but, how, but even how were you most, doing that daily? I was doing it with bottle pay. I was using bottle pay because it was just the easiest thing to do. So like I can transfer from from a bank account to bottle pay instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Bottle pay then charge whatever. I think it's I think because I think I've got a deal with them because we were early. I think it's a half percent or a one percent, whatever. Mm -hmm to get the sats and then the sats just sit there and i'd often put them i'd often send send them to wallet satoshi to make the payment um you know like at the beginning of a day if you think you're going out you you pop a pop a hundred bucks on of sats and then you just go and spend them mm-hmm. um but but i i rather than for and, and this is it doesn't make any particular sense at all because if you're going to spend bitcoin um you know if you have a stack of bitcoin spending if you if you think of it in terms of well say you you bought some bitcoin at 60,000 and now you're spending it at 30,000 yes that's true but if you've been if you've been stacking for a while it it's a it's an average price anyway and yes. that's that's the big hurdle that everyone will have to get over if they want to go all in at this particular point in time um and the weird the like, weird thing for all of us tim is going to be our stack is going to go down but our purchasing power is going to go up. Right. But, but, but here's and the thing. That's most a rewiring Bitcoin, of your head. <laughs> right. But most, but most plebs who spend Bitcoin top it back up afterwards. And yes. in fact, they top it up and a bit. <laughs> they yes. top it up plus 10%, <laughs> which is kind of very common. Um, but, but yes, like, uh, you know, question if the question is 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 this a great time to spend bitcoin um it's a yes and no answer um in el salvador it's amazing spending bitcoin um and you should do it obviously um and but 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 you might have to tailor your way of doing it if you don't want to feel the pain of the of the price fluctuations um, if you're like i say if, if you're all good- in on bitcoin this is a good point to, you know, to, there's a difference, right? Between spending and selling, which I think gets overlooked. Like, you know, do not sell your Bitcoin uh, you know, for fiat currency. Like, don't do that. 
but spending uh, is definitely helping hugely with merchant adoption and education on the other side of that transaction. Yes, but but also, mate, spending Bitcoin is easier than anything else I've ever done. of is how easy it is like really how easy it is because i'm i'm in america now and i'm i'm spending cards and stuff and uh, you know like i'm a foreign a foreigner with foreign credit cards like i i just this is so ridiculous i just tried to buy um i need a new bag because I, I got to go on an expedition in a few weeks and i need a new north face duffel bag so i i, I and i've just spent best part of a morning trying to buy this thing off North Face. And in the end, the reason it, it the, the way I got the payment to go through, this is like paying with like fiat, was by putting the wrong address, like in, in one of their fields. Like mm -hmm. I was being, I was putting my actual address and because I was getting it shipped somewhere else, you know, the, the payment kept getting refused. Right. And it's like, Jesus, like you could have just popped a QR code on the screen and I'd have done it. And I'd have gone with my day, but I had to phone. I was phoning the bank saying, why isn't this transaction going through? And they're like, we can't even see it. It's not even, it's not even happening. It's like, and I, it's, and then I just started messing around on their website, tapping funny things in, trying to change in the date. And, you know, and in the end I, I hacked this bloody thing, but, but, you know, like spending Bitcoin is really easy. And I still, you know, in, in El Salvador, imagine this when you're in a, you know, like the the bar, the, be the the beach restaurants on our beach were, you know, thatched huts, cooking over wood, you know, they're you know, like cooking great food, serving it up to you, and then when the bill comes, you know, like you get your phones out and you you, you know, it's like it's a really inspiring experience because you know you're paying. It's like you're paying them, you're paying them right there and then in you're not you know you really are giving them the money right there the digital money it's like different it's like it's 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 it feels different it is different i know like lot clubs say this but and i and, and it's easy to think as ah, load of nonsense but it's really exciting when you do it over and over again you know because it is it's going it's like it's it's like yeah ignore all that stuff that's going on in the rest of the world you just make a transaction between you and that person who's just done an honest day's work and you've right. received some value and you love it and you're like cool thanks there you go you know i had the same great. i had the same experience i i'm flying into bristol uh for the um the bitcoin adventure day start of july and right. uh the the guy that owns the the uh, the avon adventure valley uh, park he's um you know he, he accepts he accepts bitcoin whether he's a bitcoin maxi or a bitcoiner i don't know but he accepts bitcoin uh to book for the camping so book the camping i get uh, a qr code whatsapp from um from another pleb that's helping me you know figure all this out it's just like right sweet wallet satoshi click done that's paid i then spend the next three days trying to hire a fucking car because <laughs> like you <laughs> my uh, my Amex card would not be accepted for whatever reason. It just kept timing out and timing out and timing out. And when when we talk about merchant adoption, these big companies like North Face, like the, the the educational part that we need to help with now as Bitcoiners is to say to North Face, be open to accepting Bitcoin 
You do not have to hold Bitcoin on your balance sheet. It will still hit you as dollars or euros or pounds or whatever it is. But you've got to give your customers the optionality to choose to pay in Bitcoin if they so wish. Wake the fuck up. And this is where we've got to shake these big fucking huge conglomerate companies around the world to say, give us what we want. We want to pay in a different way, on a different network. And by the way, it saves you money. You don't get yeah. fucked over to 3.5% by Visa or MasterCard or whatever. It's, well, it's just thing. such a no-brainer. That's the thing, mate. And this is where, I think, this is where merchant adoption happens, is it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, la- last night, uh, I was at the, the Nashville Bitcoin meetup, which... It's something we've got to talk about anyway. Let's but, do it. But, uh, Nashville. Yeah, but no, no, but I want to talk about what you've just been saying first. Oh, right, okay. Because, because there was a guy there, there was, a, there was a few people talking about their products down there and Ibex was one of them. Have you ever yes. heard of this Ibex pay? I had right. Jose on the, on, the, uh, on the show just recently. Oh, right. Okay. Well, Was Jose there like, or was it another one of the guys? It was a guy from Guatemala. I forget his name. Yes, uh, uh, Carlito, I think. Could be. Carlito's way. I don't know. He he. Um, anyway, I I had a good chat with him because you know I love all these new products. He's a great the, guy. The point is, like plebs are working on this all over the place because his app, you basically, you know, you, you can you can have a web page which is your company. Um, you don't even need an app actually. It's, it's, it is all happens on the web, and you can have fifty employees all with their own iPad creating QR codes and the money all goes into your account. So if you've got like four employees or they can, they can, they can be creating lightning invoices, you know, through, through an app, through a web, a web interface. Um, And, you know, like things like that, those, all these little things, which are going to make this like my, my, my experience of, of paying people in El Salvador was them just using the strike app. You know, I don't even know whether Strike has a business app or not. I mean, they should do. Strike should have Strike should have a page that you can you can put coffee, you know, two dollars, cappuccino, three dollars, blah, 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 you know, so that when when you want to come to pay, you could just tot it all up in the app and it it creates a QR code. Like they they should, you know, almost certainly they're doing that. I'm sure because because in El Salvador, I was it was just someone having an app typing in the bill, say the bill was $45, create QR code, and then you just send them the money immediately like that. But, but you know, the companies that are coming up with these kind of interfaces for businesses, they're just going to kill it because, mm-hmm. because this, it, it, as it gets easier to pay, and also don't forget, this is two-pronged, this merchant adoption. It's like, number one, it saves the merchant money. But number two, it's going to pull, pull the plebs into their business, which is was exactly my experience in El Salvador. We went to the places where we could spend Bitcoin. And like in Nashville yesterday, you know, like there was another guy there. He's, he's creating an app, which is basically a bit like um, it's like um, it's like Google Maps with places where you can spend Bitcoin. Excellent. He's doing it out of Austin, but he came over to, to Nashville. So, and, but, but then they're doing deals. So like, for example, there was a, there was, um, there was a, some, a burger stand like that came to, that was in, in the grounds of the, of the meetup. 
and it was 95% off the burgers, you know, if you pay with sats, you know? <laughs> like, because it was like a deal, you know, like, and it's like, yeah, cool. Of course you're going to buy a burger. <laughs> you got nine, you got 95% sats back on the burger, you know, and things like that. But, but so it's, and you know, I saw this a lot in El Salvador, like it's very easy to run a promotion when, when you're talking about Bitcoins, because all you say is like 50% off you pay with Bitcoin or 25% off you pay with Bitcoin. And you've got Bitcoiners are just going to go there and do it, you know. And, and but yeah, it's, it's about it's about building the tech, creating the the, you know, the infrastructure to be able to do it. And um, almost certainly next couple of years, it's going to be there's going to be so much of this stuff rolling out, um, you know, un, undoubtedly, you know. Yeah, mate, it's huge. And it was uh, Carlino on Twitter. <clears throat> Excuse me, not Carlito. Oh. Carlos, Carlos Torillo. Um, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but I met him in Miami. Dude, I, I've got a feeling he came to the meetup from Guatemala. Yeah. Like, uh, it's that, that Nashville thing is awesome, dude. You should. Nashville, like... I was told the other day, Nashville is the dirty, hidden little secret of Bitcoin land. And I can't remember who told me that. Who told me that? Probably a lot of people. I had someone on the podcast. Who was it? Damn. Dude, dude. Come back to me in a second. In my estimation, as an investigative journalist, it's true. (laughs) No, I'm not being funny. We got boots Um, on the ground, people, as Texas Slim would say. We got boots on the ground and Tim's doing the work. Tell us what's going on in Nashville, mate. Well, um, a lot. For For starters, Bitcoin magazines based here bitcoin magazine is um it was ck it was ck from bitcoin magazine that fucking told right, me yeah that. right there He's you go <laughs> well I, I let's i've got to be careful with my opsec here about what i say and who's doing what and stuff right. because yeah i just I know, I know a lot but i know a lot of people don't want anyone to know where they live and stuff but um but let, let me talk about bitcoin magazine first because mm-hmm. it's like it's a beast it's unbelievable what's going on there. It's it's so exciting to company, you know, evolving into this kind of thing that that you know, and and it's it's and they are doing a lot, and obviously they're based in Nashville. So, for example, the, as soon as I got here, I, I tweeted out like I want to like we're we're here in Nashville for like over a month. Um, and um, I said, I just said, plebs, what do you do in Nashville kind of thing? And it's like, oh, Bitcoin magazine have a meetup every Friday. You know, free booze, free pizzas, you know, it's like a load of plebs. So and that's every Friday. Then the Nashville, um, I think it's Nashville. Um, I forget what they're called. Um, I should probably find out because it's worth if you're in Nashville. There's, there seem to be a, f- a fair number of meetups, but this is the one. This is the absolute actual one. Nash, let me just—I just followed them recently. I'm just going to sure. find out. Um, so for the Bitcoin uh, Magazine one, did you actually go to their their place of uh, like the, where they're based and that? Or was no, it a no, bar no, or I was haven't. It a restaurant. It or? was a bar near, near their right. offices. Okay, but but already like I I've met. There, there's there's a lot of people there's people like the bitcoin um what's that one the bitcoin institute the bitcoin um policy institute do you know those guys and you know there there's a lot of bitcoiners there and the, and you know that there's working spaces 
to go and meet plebs and blah blah blah. Let me just find this quickly. Find this thing for you first, because oh, um, I want I want everyone to know what this is. Um, it's if you go, if oh Nash Nash Bitcoiners they are on Twitter Nash mm-hmm. Bitcoiners, they run. Um, I think I think I mean it's a guy called Rod I met last night who, um, he. I mean, what they've done, and like, I, I wish that we were having this conversation tomorrow or the next day, because tomorrow I'm going to meet these guys and just go and talk, find out much more about what's going on here. But they've basically leased a number of them and some well-known Bitcoiners have leased um, two beautiful old sort of colonial houses in, in, in Nashville, and they're turning it into a kind of, a cross between a private, like a pleb, private members club, and a place oh, for all the bit, all the Bitcoin shit to happen. Oh, Dell I mean, tweeted about it earlier. Right, that's Did you it. See that? It's. I don't know what he, I didn't see that. No. So but, Odell, but the, he's got this beautiful picture of like it looks like the inside of a like an oak beamed, oak paneled, beautiful kind of colonial style building with a load of chairs set out uh, like yeah and right well well they they kind of um they own all that they being wow. a bunch of cool bitcoiners have have commandeered all that and they're and it's going to be you can tell it's going to kind of be an epicenter of what's going on in nashville and you described it quite well the, the sort of dirty little secret of bitcoin it's not even a dirty little secret it's <laughs> it's it's like this well look, this is what i knew before like i came here completely by mistake and by randomness because some a friend of ours lives near nashville invited us to come and stay mm-hmm. but i had heard just by 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 being a pleb and and just listening to things i had heard like Austin's the place to go, mm-hmm. but but Nashville's the kind of edgier version of Austin kind of thing. And having been here now, it's kind of like, I, I think probably that's a relatively good assumption to make. You know, Austin is where there are hundreds of Bitcoin companies. You know, it's all going on there. But N- Nashville, um, it feels very um, exciting and... As a place, Nashville is incredible. As a town, it's incredible. As a Tennessee, like we've been having a good look around Tennessee, mate, and mm-hmm. it is go- it's gorgeous. The weather is is incredible. It's it's vastly covered in forest. It's amazing. It's like it's thousands and thousands of acres of beautiful forest, um, and really lush green grass. You know, like the like now, for example, right now the, the kind of country music awards festival is happening in Nashville. Four days of of just free shit everywhere. If you like country music, and it's such a good vibe here. You know, it's like there's hardly any cars. You can drive into the middle of town and park anywhere without a pay. You know, I haven't paid for a single to park anywhere yet, and there's no traffic jams. <laughs> it's like. It's a funny anomaly in, in my experience, like of, of, of cities at least. How, how far away are you from, from Jackson, the city of Jackson? Because that's where Mayor I, Scott Conger is and uh, uh, another, um, another few Bitcoiners. And it was uh, Scott Conger that came out. He's one of the, the first mayors to come out and say, um, you know, we're going to be looking to start Bitcoin mining here. 
it, it must be close because I pass the Jackson turnoff a lot when I'm coming home, but I, I don't actually know, to be honest. I can Google DM, it and find out. DM Scott, man. He, he'd love to he'd love to to welcome some some Bitcoiners in. Oh right, well, I like well, and as you mentioned that, this is the other phenomenal thing about Nashville is um I've just met so many plebs here. Like because there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities to meet plebs. And literally everyone you talk to is interested in your story as you are in theirs. And there's all kinds of shenanigans going on here. It's like, it's like what I imagine, you know, like a gold, a gold rush is a bad way to describe it because it's, it's not a rush. It's just this explosion of optimistic, excited people who know what they can do and are doing it and creating this thing, you know, and it's super, and it's it's so you can feel it. It's palpable, you know. Like and and like I say, Bitcoin Park, which is what they call this the place um, where everyone meets up. Um, they, I think it was their first meeting there last night. That's the sense I got. There was probably I think it was about three hundred people packed into this room, and they they had talks. It was like Peter McCormack was there. Um, I know, I don't know whether he was passing through, but dude, you should see who's, I'm not being funny, but, um, these are like, like I'm used to, I'm used to Bitcoin meetups in in like Bristol and Cardiff, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's basically whoever, whoever we can find to give a talk just comes along, you know, but look, I just noticed like, uh, let me just go on their Twitter. I was just seeing next, next, the, the next, um, meetup is like, you know, and I just looked at the, the list of people who are going to be there and it was like, holy shit. And they're all coming from like, you know, different places. Where is it? Um, oh, I've lost it. It was just, I think Marty Bent's talking, um, you know, there was just a, a bunch of really exciting and interesting people. Most of them from obviously from Austin. It's not, it's not quite a long way away, Austin. You know? And you um, saw, you saw modern tea man there as well last night. Yes, he, he 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 was talking about the beef initiative yes. with um, um, with Matt O'Dell, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I say, this is where it, it annoys me with the, I, that Wales doesn't have such a buoyant <laughs> Bitcoin community because what what you know, like I know, like we could we could do something similar in Wales, but it's the lack of Bitcoiners that mm-hmm. is the problem mm-hmm. back at home like we yeah. could do, like basically what they're what they're organizing is a network of ranchers and hooking them up with a network of bitcoiners that want meat i mean it's essentially what's going on and that would work and, so and, well in wales right the, the amount of like uh, farming yeah. that goes on there would just be amazing but but the, but bitcoin's the reason mm-hmm. like you know it's it's why it, it's it's it you know, like Bitcoin is when it's like if you're a Bitcoiner and you hear about a new project, you just want to get on board. You know, like if, if you want to throw him a few sats, cool. If you're, oh, yeah. You're, he's, this guy's selling meat for Bitcoin. Um, cool. I'll have some. You know, it's like, you know, the, the, the community of Bitcoiners is just, oh, my God. I know everyone rabbits on about it all the time. It's so cheesy. But it is so cool because they're all so optimistic, working towards a goal. You know, it's unifying all kinds of sections of society you know like you know I, you know like <laughs> i i just i i really do love it it's so inspirational to be around such positivity 
Like, I mean, I'm I'm a positive bloke, and I and but I often encounter negativity, as you know, like that's the the normal world. But I breathe a sigh of relief when I'm around Bitcoiners because everyone's like anything's possible. You've got an idea, there'll be some constructive criticism, but there'll never be like. No, I wouldn't do that, mate. That doesn't sound very, you know, like there's always give it a go. See if it works. Christ, you know, like we've all, we're all sort of like fighting the same fight here. It's like it's a common future. There's a lot of different facets to it. And, and, and the, 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 the urge, the, or what's the word, the, the, the notion, just the feeling of being a Bitcoiner makes you want to join in with these things because this, because it's like, and not even just like, I know, you know, like we're talking about merchant adoption, you know, and it's like, yeah, these people should, uh, they should accept Bitcoin because it's cheaper and easier as well. It's not like, it's not like you need to go out there and, and, and talk about the Fed and inflation and, and all this nonsense it's like you can walk into your local cafe and say hey do you accept bitcoin and they'll go no and they'll say look if you do right now you could if you're in america right now you could um you could receive dollars from me for free actually wouldn't even cost you anything you know like there'd, there'd be no fee yeah, if, I buy, if, if, I buy a, if i buy a three and a half dollar coffee from you you keep the three and a half dollars like yeah, all of it. If you if yeah. you really want to, like if you wanted to use like certain apps, you could keep absolutely all of it. If you mm. wanted a bit more UX and a bit more this and a bit more that, you you could spend a one percent, you know, like and you can do that anywhere. And you you know, but you need and then you can also say, and you know what? There's hardly any Bitcoiners around here. But if if they know that you are they you give them a because basically like if I don't know what what people pay for um credit card fees these days or, or like it but it's about two, you know, the merchants pay two and a half percent or something or whatever two and a half three and a half something like that whatever three and a half yeah well <clears throat> you could just say all right it's three and a half percent off a of bitcoin you know like you know which isn't much but you could say that and you could have exactly the same amount of money of course if you really want to attract bitcoiners you could say 20 percent off you know and and they'll come and and there's new customers that you didn't have you mm -hmm. literally didn't have them you're still selling the same coffee you're still making profit, but you've got new customers. And it's very easy to attract Bitcoiners. Very easy, especially when once they know how to use Lightning, which mm -hmm. surprisingly I'm finding people, like even a lot of hardcore, like relatively experienced Bitcoiners aren't using Lightning. Um, I, I've met a few recently. I was surprised. I thought everyone knew about Lightning. We're so um, early, Tim. This I don't what, know. Are uh, we, uh, this is what some of the guys were saying, selling books at the Bitcoin conference. They were just like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys were paying, you know, either in cash or trying to pay us on chain. And we're like, why don't you just pay us, pay us in lightning? And we're, we're still so early. Well, but, but, but dude, I can remember, I don't know when it was, I think, when did lightning start? Was it two years ago or something? Yeah. I'd say about like, solid two years ago. Right. I remember being at a Cardiff meetup when someone came to, no, I think, yeah, yeah, come to came to show us what Lightning was. And I'd heard about it a number of times before that and just ignored it. Like, mm -hmm. it's really easy to ignore some things. You know, I, like I in, remember in ignoring it originally because I thought it was a shitcoin. I didn't realize it was a layer <laughs> two on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. 
I, I'd been so burnt. I'd had my fingers so burnt by the, the shit coins before that I'd just gone so hardcore Bitcoin that anything that came up, I was just like, no, nah, whatever. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Just yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, right. The penny, the, the sat started dropping. Excuse me. It's like, I see. And then I was straight away, well, I'm never going to use it because I'm never going to send my bit. I'm never going to spend my Bitcoin. You're right, yeah. And now all of a sudden, look at us now having a completely different conversation. Well, spending, yeah, spending Bitcoin is um, is important. Like, especially if, and I think this is happening to a lot of plebs at the moment, is there are more and more plebs giving it a go at, high, at, at being hyper-Bitcoinized, you know, being all in. Like, well, I know a thing. lot of people exactly. Now if you've had the conviction for three or four years, you, you're out of fear, you're done. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people are earning a job. There's a lot of, but there are, there are plenty of people still getting a salary in, mm. in, um, uh, um, in fear for sure. And but, but you know, the, the trick is like, how much of that do you pull over, and do you do it like? Like in order to be really hyper Bitcoinized, you know, you need to receive all Bitcoin payments and nothing else. Which there was a dude at the thing last night who was actually doing that. Um, I think most people that I know who are pretty hardcore are, are have got the majority of their net worth in Bitcoin um, and are trying to spend sats whenever they can, but topping it back up again um, because they hate seeing the stat go down, which is obviously. <laughs> Um, but 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 spending it really does affect you like and um, like in El Salvador, spending it every day for weeks on end really affects you. It really does. You understand a lot about um, where this thing's going. Hey, check this one out. This is so stupid that I never thought of this before. Right. But this happened to me a number of times and I couldn't believe it had never occurred to me before. A um, couple of times I tried to spend Bitcoin. And there was no phone signal. And I was like, holy shit, you can't spend this stuff without being connected to the internet. Like, you know, like how, you know, like the, 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 that's a big problem, dude, in El Salvador. That's a massive problem. You know, people need to invent Skynet or whatever, you know, really quickly because, um, you know, when you're offline, you can't transact. And because we live in a place where you never go offline, it's not even something that occurs to you. You know, like I, I spent one time. I, I um, my little my my lo local pupusa lady. I basically, I I I um I um I I got her onto the idea of using Strike, because I you know I said, look, um, I want to pay in Bitcoin and you want dollar, so you can do it. So I got her to download the app and blah blah blah, and so from that point onwards, I was always buying pupusas with Strike, um, with with with, with Bitcoin. She was getting dollars. And then one day she said, I haven't got, I've run out of, I haven't got credits on my phone. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I shared my internet with her and did the transaction, but still, you know, you found to, to have spent this long as to have spent this long as a Bitcoiner mm -hmm. and not even think about the notion of, of how important it is to be online, to be able to make all these transactions. Was, well, it, was, it has been solved. I felt Tim. like an idiot. It, it has been solved. Cool. Danny and the team at Coin Corner have solved oh, it with the bulk card. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so even if your lady did have, um, well, any mobile phone these days has the NFC, the near field um, connectivity option. So all she would have needed, well, 
I mean, it's early days, but once all of the Lightning wallets are compatible with NFC and are compatible with um, receiving Lightning payments over NFC, you're done. You'll just be able to, we, we will be able to travel with the Bolt card uh, linked to your Coin Corner account. You wouldn't even have to top it up. It'd just be linked to your account and you'll be able to pull from that euros, pounds or uh, Bitcoin via Lightning. It's mega. It's mega. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, the real world experience though was I pulled out two dollars the other time. Like when I didn't have a phone signal. Yeah. I just I I said I'll pay you in dollars then. You know because and this is this is really important. It's like uh, I I think most people will adopt Bitcoin initially because it's easier, not because they understand that. Bitcoin's important or that, you know, any of the other shit that we always bang on about, they will adopt it because it's easier. And if they can't spend money when the phone's off the hook mm -hmm. or, you know, they've got no signal, they won't do it. So, so even if a bolt card exists, because you're, you and I will go reach for a bolt card because we think it's important to spend Bitcoin or to, 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 to use Bitcoin. They won't. You know, like, and maybe in five years' time they might, but, but so, so yeah, I think fixing the that problem is because you imagine, like, <clears throat> I mean, I, I started thinking about it since, obviously. <clears throat> you know, I've been at plenty of as a, as over the years as a journalist, I've been at plen plenty of places where for the 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 police just cut off all um, mobile phone ability. You know, at a, a protest where they don't want everyone contacting each other, they just switch the phone. They get the, the operators to switch the phones off, so you can't make a call. It, was, it used to happen a lot when I was a journalist because we we needed to talk and we couldn't. That's a big problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can, you know, if like that means that they could turn off your ability to spend Bitcoin easily, which I, I know there's ways around it and stuff, but it is important to be able to spend it easily. Um, that that that's a that's a real kind of understanding I've had from 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 this trip because you know we're going we hang out with players we're going to Bitcoin places you know and and I and I'm all yeah there aren't a lot of people spending it um, outside what I can see um, you know like the odd occasion like you just described when you know. Same as us, we're going to Honey Badger this this year, and we we, we booked it all up with Lightning, and you know, like whoever was, you know, it, it's 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 easy to do, but there are less opportunities to easily pay for Lightning, pay with Lightning. You know, there's always a way. Like I could buy a North Face bag by getting a North Face coupon, uh, like you know, voucher paid for with Bitcoin and blah, blah blah. But actually, what I really want is when I'm on the, the North Face website, I just want to a QR code to appear and pay it. I don't want to go through that motion. As a Bitcoiner, I might, but as a real person, no, I just want the QR code to appear and I want to spend my money, you know. So, so you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to Riga as well, yeah? Yes. Yeah, you're so going to be there too, huh? We're, yeah, we're going to get to meet in person, mate, after almost Yes, we are. Hey, and guess I'm going to meet another pleb tomorrow in person. One of our mutual friends is in Nashville. Eileen? Do you know... No, yeah, but don't say it. I'm OPSEC, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen's a very common name. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's great. This I've met, like, I've you know, I'm, I'm meeting all... It's so good meeting everyone in real life. It really is. But yeah, 
Honey Badger looks incredible, dude. It looks amazing. There's a bunch of UK plebs going, and we've hired a we've hired a big brother house. <laughs> you know, it's like there'll be some people there. Um, but I was just looking at the um, the speaker list for that as well. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's really crazy. amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's it's going to be anyway. awesome. All right, mate. Well, we should start wrapping it up. So you know what's coming. If you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Oh, has that changed at all? Um, who would I? Um, oh, you might have to edit this bit out. I, I, I don't no, really know. This is know. the best bit. This is, this is the best bit where people go speechless. And Lauren's non-questions at the beginning. I, I I don't know anymore. I'm just trying to think of who the... I think I said this last time, mate. I don't think it really matters. Um, I think this thing's this this shit's happening. I said the, it was it was the same last time. This shit's happening and it's decentralized. You can't stop it. It's like, you know, it's like merchant adoption. There's fucking hundreds of people out there working on merchant adoption. All all at different companies, all in different parts of the world. You can't stop this. You know, the network's decentralized. It's all, you know, the orange pill, you know. I mean, I am actually, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't have an answer to that anymore. There's there's no one I particularly want an orange pill. I think everyone just will just get orange pilled, you know, at the right time, you know. Like I, I maybe my kids, but they're you know they're too young to even be orange peel they they get it they 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 get that it's exciting and then it's important and stuff but um they they don't necessarily understand the, the deep connotations of it um they'll they're you know so no i i i really i really don't know who i who, who i'd give an orange peel to i'd probably take it myself and uh, and see see how where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> see if it goes any Imagine. deeper. See if the rabbit hole just yeah. opens up another level. <laughs> That's it. I do I do the Terence I do the Terence McKenna style. I'd say give it, I'd take three myself and then. You're just going to overdose, my overdose and orange pill. Happens. <laughs> That's the real hero's journey right there. <laughs> I love yeah. it, mate. <laughs> What is it? Taking a, a heroic dose of orange pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's your answer. All yeah. right. Well, let's there's do that. Smart to answer. Let's do that together in Riga. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll get hammered on orange pills together. Well, do you know what? It's going to be fu funny. We are. Oh God, I've got such a hectic timetable. Getting there is going to be an absolute um, master piece if i can do it i've i've definitely got the ticket and we i've definitely got a room in this in this six-story house or whatever that <laughs> the, the plebs have booked um but but getting there is gonna be yeah absolutely insane i'm literally coming from i don't know where i'm coming from yet i'm gonna be you know but i'm gonna have to do a couple of flights and then drop in um but yeah it's gonna be exciting i i, I dude i made a pledge this year to go to all this stuff you know do you know what I mean? Like it's it's really it's really been helpful getting out there and going traveling, and I I made a I also made a pledge this year that no I'm actually gonna I I my old life is dead I'm gonna work and play as a Bitcoiner all the time now 
Um, you know, that's why we're doing all these things like going and going to El Salvador, coming here, Austin, all these places, you know, like going to the places where the shit's happening. It's really happening, um, you know, and, and going to the conferences, going to anything. You, you, you know, so, it's, it's, it's... so in Prague, you, you, you said right at the beginning that you're going to be doing some kind of film. I'm assuming that Peter, our, our good friend, uh, gave you a call and said, would you would you mind putting something together? Yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about it now, actually, though, because he's literally just put in a call, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, anything could happen. But it's 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 he, um, he won't mind a shilling the liberty of our lifetime. No, no, he won't mind Prague a shilling that conference 21st to 23rd of October. There may or may not be some kind of it won't film be a documentary. Film, it's, no, it's nothing. It won't be anything like that. Anyway, it'll right. just be a little promo They 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 want to um, obviously it wants to be something that people do every year and it, it is i love all these little things popping up yeah so, you know the freedom for you know like the, the freedom one you know like bitcoin conferences if you pick if you pick them right they're brilliant and they're they are really important i i i think especially the smaller ones and um you know peter's one it's kind of like it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of the freedom people there isn't there Yes. You know, I mean, I think I wish I wish we could have talked more about that, that, that movement, because I've really seen it for real for, in real life. It, you know, that that freedom movement around the world really is happening. And it's not all it's not all good, mate. I must admit, in Mexico, for example, there are a lot of in inverted commas freedom cells in Mexico, you know, propping up because Mexico are they is not one of the necessarily countries. not necessarily Bitcoiners. They're just kind they're of fucking like... shit coining. No, there's shit. Oh. There's a lot of shit coining going like right. here's this is my experience. Right. You get you get um, you get to a place and it's quite easy to you, you soon meet one one sort of like foreigner that's there. Um, and they'll give you, uh, this is our Telegram group. You go on the Telegram group and there's a lot of talk of setting up communities, buying land, da, 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 da. But there's a fuck lot of shit coining and not a lot of Bitcoining at all. It's, mm. it's really like, um, it was really disappointing, actually. You know, and like, because we were in Mexico for a lot, quite a while and, and, we, and we didn't really meet, like, like for example, you juxtapose it with with El Salvador and it's like holy shit you know th these guys are everyone there is incredibly clued in on the mission you know what we're here to do you don't there's no sh there's no shit coining happening as far as I can tell no one even talks about it no one cares about it it's not important to even think about it's like we're changing the world with bitcoin um but yeah that that message is not getting through to the to the freedom lot in mexico there it's it's a lot uh we can solve bitcoin's old-fashioned and we can we can solve the problem with this this and this and you know sounds like a lot of jeff berwick fans that are uh, all confused i don't know it's just i was i was shocked like we we live in a bit of a bubble don't we and um i'm used to meeting people with rational arguments and knowledge you know, because Bitcoiners generally do, you know, like Bitcoiners don't shitcoin, but for, for obvious reasons. And, and it's either that we've we've worked it out, which is most the case for most people. I mean, most Bitcoiners have a shitcoinery past or they just realize what the mission is. 
and shit coins aren't the mission you know bitcoin's the mission it's obvious mm-hmm. it's obvious that if you go down more than five percent of the rabbit hole you've already got enough even if shit coins aren't terrible scams and whatever it doesn't matter you've already got enough to be getting on with getting people to adopt bitcoin and start using it and changing the world you know and and a lot of that message doesn't appear to be getting through to 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 a lot of the people who are fleeing their own countries on account of authoritarians they're just running away from authoritarians they're not they're not they don't understand Bitcoiners do that there is a phenomenally powerful solution to that problem that you're running away from that allows you to almost ignore that problem in, in, a, in a bizarre way. You know, literally just, you know, instead of running away from that thing and then dragging it along with you, which is what happens when you're running away from something, you're pulling it with you. You just you just say, actually, no, I'm just going to do this thing. It's, it's a different reality. It's a different reality. And you start living in it. And you start living in that different reality long enough, you're no longer part of that one. And um, yeah, I, I really, I think yeah, we 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 are in a bit of a bubble for sure. It's a great bubble, I love it. <laughs> but but it is important to sort of like um, remember that um, it's it's a bloody murky old world out there with you know this the, the the noise. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. But um, yeah. I'm not going to end on a bad note. It's not. It's like, you know, I remember all the, <laughs> the like, like, here, here's my two takeaways, like, from the from the last eight months or whatever. El Salvador really is happening. Don't, you know, like, if, if someone tells you, ah, they're not really adopting it, they're not really doing it, they're not, they're, they are, it is, but it's happening slowly. And Shiva Wallet isn't necessarily helping, but the free market will probably resolve it to the upside because as we've been saying it makes perfect sense it's and go there go there and do it and try it out and don't you know like obviously if you travel too far from el zonte it gets more and more difficult to spend bitcoin but but if you want to experience what it's like go to la libertad go to hang around those places and and spend it and and it's it's amazing it really will help you to understand the path forward and then secondly like nashville (laughs) if you if you're someone listening to this and when i say the word nashville something clicks inside you i did my job because because this place is 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 incredibly exciting and and there's a there's a powerful bitcoin movement arising here i would i would i would hazard a guess that's been my experience anyway so there's the two things well nicely rounded out mate it's been it's been great to have you back on the show and to to catch up this has just been basically a couple of old mates talking rather than any kind of interview so i hope a lot of people get a lot of value out of this and uh you know it's amazing what you did with your family like you and liz you you lived the dream you 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 saw a clear path and you did it and you left uh your your old existence behind and you went out and you adventured and uh, i think that's going to be they're the questions that are going to be filling your dms most likely that that's a lot of plebs are very interested about that something i forgot to say as well about el salvador is um how potent the the fear spells can be about going there um and and especially because like um 
I, I, I think it was about like two weeks before we were due to go, um, the all that shenanigans happened where there was a, a load of murders yep. one night. You the, know, the like, gangs. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the and the, the the emergency blah 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 whatever. Yeah. And you know, like obviously I'm a seasoned traveller, so I knew how to read between the lines, and I tapped up a few plebs living in the country and said, "What's the blah 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 blah." But Liz was very scared, no doubt about it. I know a lot of people that turned, that stopped, you know, that put a, the kibosh on their trips because of that kind of stuff. And it's incredible that fear, how strong that fear can be. It's like this mm -hmm. fear of the unknown. You get there, and if you start like as a, you know, like I, as a as a sort of journalist, I'm always asking questions because I'm fascinated by what's going on all the time. And like for example. You, you know, like I've been in, I've been in war, I've been in war-torn countries, right? And you get very used to knowing kind of like where the war is, for example. Sure, sometimes there's a, you know, like a, just a absolute mayhem, but often wars are very isolated things. They, you know, outside of where people are fighting, people are just getting on with their lives. You know, and, and El Salvador is like a classic example of that in, a, in the mi most minor of minor ways. It's like the, the gang violence that's happening is happening nowhere near you in the slightest, you know, and people have this impression that they're going to be sort of, you know, traveling through El Salvador and there's going to be gangs on every corner and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, like, for example, El Tunco, which is just down from El Zonte, it's like one of the really, uh, the, the most popular surf spot. It's where the, the World Junior Surf Championships are happening right now, um, you know, that like you know i know i knew i ended up knowing a lot of local guys from there just because i you know i ended up using one guy as a fixer and he's from there and all this kind of stuff and i'm and I, I often spoke to them about the gangs and stuff and i said what's the you know how do the gang thing work here and he said we've never had gangs in el tunco and like they don't you know the, the, people have this impression that the gangs are like all over el salvador it's like Often the gang, like from what I understand, anyway, mostly in a dodgy parts of San Salvador, or at least were, you know. But but he said, yeah, we've never had um, any gangs here, and we've never had a gang murder in El Tonco. He said it's, it's like it's it's the same in in a lot of most tourist places for sure. They just don't the gangs don't exist there. They don't you know they don't they don't operate there and stuff. But but um, but yeah, the the fear. That, that can encompass, that can sort of like envelop you at the thought of entering this place of gangs. And then you get there and you realize, which I obviously knew, that, that, you know, like it's just, life is just going on as normal for everyone. You know, either the people that are living with gangs, which you, you, you probably won't see unless you decide to go out and look for it. Um, but most people, and a lot large swathes of the country have never had that problem anyway you know um and and it's it's like a such a common experience uh, but but loads of people won't get over the hump they won't challenge themselves to sort of like go actually yeah i'm going to ignore that or i'm at least going to do some research like tap up a pleb who's living in in el salvador there's a load of them down there like, you know, go on Twitter, find out who's there and say, look, what's, is this, like, am I at risk here? And a hundred percent of them who say, no, you know, what are you talking about? It's not, it's not the case, um, you know, and you can ask them about, well, why do I feel like I'm going to get kidnapped the moment I walk in the country and stuff? And it's like, 
yeah you know like there's there's an answer for all this stuff and it's and it's it's but it's a powerful feeling it's really like um laser would say it's a fear spell mm-hmm. it's like an amazing fear spell that like el salvador is overrun with gangs and even like i mean obviously you know gang history has been a lot worse in the past um but but when we like I, we have friends Americans who have El Salvadorian neighbors or have connections with El Salvador and it, when they heard we were going they were like oh my god like they don't know what's what it's like now they left El Salvador a while ago you know and they don't know what it's like now and but they still think it's like what it was you know um, I mean, I, I wish I could talk more about El Salvador. Now's not the time, but but I did talk to a lot of El Salvadorians about the past and and now because a lot of them are coming back. Like one of my the, one of the guys I made best friends with who went to America and then came back and now he's setting up a business, you know, on, near where we were living and is doing really well and he's, he's stacking Bitcoin and he's he's receiving like all pretty much. I paid. I mean, I only paid him in Bitcoin over the whole time we were there. You know. But, but there's a lot of really, there's so much positivity amongst people about what's going on there. You know, it really is, it's palpable. You know, there's, there, there, there's obviously people that don't understand it, don't care about it, don't whatever. But when you find the people that, that, that uh, you know, are riding this wave of excitement, it's, it's phenomenal, man. It's, it's, so, it's so exciting down there. It really is. Like, I can't, I can't... Um, it's very hard to encapsulate, except to say, give it a go, even if, especially if you're an American, what are you doing? It's like our flights from Miami to, to San Salvador were like 60 bucks. What are you doing? <laughs> go down there, get an Airbnb at El Zonte and go and spend some money with some locals and go, you know, and just go and get a feel for the place. Start thinking about it in those terms, you know. Mm. The Americans, they're, they're like so lazy sometimes. <laughs> no, but there are a lot of people down there. There are a lot of people. There's a lot. If you're a Bitcoiner, you, you should go there. And don't be shy to hit up the plebs down there because everyone wants you to join in. I'm not being funny. There, there are. It's, you, you know that the Bitcoin community is the most welcoming community. We all yep. know it. But, but it really is down there. Go down there. <laughs> tap everyone up. Where can I meet? We meet here. here uh, every, like, I mean, plebs anyway down on the beach on particular guarantee but then find out what's going on they're all going off on trips doing this doing that you know business ideas um you know like parties whatever there's 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 a lot of hope.com down there Mate, great place to leave it. And uh, yeah, you brought up Laser Hodder. We miss you, Laser. I hope you're listening. Come back to us, brother. All right. He's back on, dude. He's on what? under a different name. What? What's he under? Monetary, monetary frame, I think. I, th- I just thought that was someone else using his uh, old picture. No, no. I, I tell you why I, I know, because he did a Spaces a, a while ago and it was definitely his voice <laughs> so i would go for it if i were you right. i know what you mean dude i thought the same it did seem a little bit unusual but I, I i like I say about two months ago he did a spaces that i listened to and it was that account talking and it was his voice mm. and it was him so pretty sure it's right. him all right, well, I'm just DMing right, right now. I, yeah. I hope um, I hope to get him back on the show. 
All right, Tim. Yeah. It's been great All to right. uh, it's been great to catch up, brother. It's uh, it's great to hear from you. Great to hear that the family's doing really well and you guys are uh, enjoying yourself. And I, I kind of, mate, I can't wait to share that first beer and give you a big hug when we actually make yeah. it. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be lit, as an old fart like me would say. <laughs> See you later. Cheers, man. See ya. See ya. Well, plebs, I hope you enjoyed that catch-up with uber-pleb himself, Mr. Timothy Allen. Go follow Tim on Twitter if you're not already. He's got some great insights, and he will be more than happy to chat with anybody, as I'm sure you could have uh, guessed here in this interview, about Bitcoin. And he's really looking to put his skills and expertise to the test in this space so if anybody out there is looking for his kind of services or is just looking for a hundred percent bitcoin to come and join the cause he's your man give him a call he's a hundred percent pure bitcoiner maximalist and down for the cause thanks for coming on again brother really looking forward to meeting you like i said everybody um who's listening to this show you know you have something to offer in this space such as tim does it's your time go figure out what that is make it happen we are all ready and waiting to see what you can bring to this thing and push this message forward as, as far as we can and as wide as we can and start this hyper bitcoinization and start improving the world which we all know to be true uh thank you for supporting the show i'd really appreciate it if you switched your listening platform over to fountain app for example one of the uh, applications where you can stream sats and interact with the podcasters. It's great to receive some boosts and messages via that platform. And uh, Oscar and Nick are doing incredible work over there in the podcasting 2.0 value for value space. So go check out Fountain if you have not already. And of course, the other show sponsors, Swan Bitcoin. Go stack in the US with Swan. In Europe, you're very well covered now. This wasn't the case two or three years ago. There's no excuse to not be stacking your sats. You can use Relay, that's R-E-L-A-I dot C-H. You can use CoinCorner.com or BitcoinReserve.com. Get stacking, great Bitcoiners. Take control of these Bitcoiners, please. Get yourself a hardware wallet. Shop around if you want, but I can guarantee you, you'll not be disappointed with the bitbox 02 bitcoin only hardware wallet by shift crypto and check out some of the meetups or some of the conferences get to riga if you can bitcoin honey badger get to bitcoin day io meetups across the us make sure you check out liberty in our lifetime prague end of october and then hit up the show notes for the links to consensus network and ungovernable misfits thank you guys for listening Catch you on the next show.